heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Sunday Night Football to start up, and before I start this podcast, you know, if you're watching it on the TV, on YouTube, you already know who my guest is, but if on the podcast, I'll wait a minute to introduce it. The first thoughts we have are, look, our team's won, but we're both going to say this because we both agree with it. Fuck the Eagles, right, Danny? And now, folks, for those who listen on podcast, of course, that Daniel's hand is back on the pod. <laughs> yes, I must say, fuck the Eagles. Um, you know, I'm still going to have to live and die by my take with Big Rat that Jalen Hurts is the QB three of the draft of that draft and two is QB four and he looked terrible today. But um yeah, fuck the Eagles. <laughs> fuck the Eagles, man. Like, like we had them in the draft. It's just to for some reason Jalen Hurts decides on the one time we both put money on them. Hey, you're gonna win. I I always thought this too, because I'm pretty sure they had the Michael Strahan retirement thing today. I'm like, the Giants never win those games when I saw, which I know is an obscure stat, but I was like so confident. Eagles are going to win. Now that's twice this year the Giants have bit me in the ass. And the second time this – third time they bit me in the ass, second time this week because I took them on Monday. Yeah, you're not allowed to bet on the Giant games anymore, bro. No. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, now in hindsight, you you could you could see that this was a trap game, you know, from a mile away. I don't know. I just didn't see it at the time. But, you know, the Eagles fans' morale were high. You know, they, they, they're starting to think they're going to make the playoffs. And, you know – Look what happened. So and and plus, you know, the Giants really wanted this win after uh, the Eagles fucked them last year out of the playoffs. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. And then also too, just to think about too, because like how the how well the Eagles played last week against the uh, Saints. Even I know the Saints are obviously not that good of a team anymore with all the injuries they've been facing, but it's the same sort of thing. I get it. Yeah, no, of course, but um, you know, the the the, the key the key to this game is the Giants' offense did not look better. With uh, without Jason Garrett, so you can say that. Um, I mean, I know it is the first week of Freddie Kitchens calling plays and stuff, but I really don't think it's going to make much of a difference. We'll see how the rest of the year drags out. But this is what their fourth win of the year. Uh, third, it's third or fourth, right? Something yeah, because let me take. A look. I gotta, I gotta look this up. I'm, I'm curious now. Yeah, they're four and seven. Like I love the NFC East, how it goes from seven and four to five and seven to four and six to four and seven. It's just a it's been a dog shit division for years, man. But they they have they produce Super Bowl winners. I don't know how, but they, they you know they they're always producing a Super Bowl winner every uh, few years here. So they they find a way to do it. Like and even too, the Cowboys are slowly starting to like no one knows what they're up to. Football team obviously is bad, and then Eagles. I feel like we're kind of riding a high, and then now that high kind of like took down significantly from them. Yep, and we're gonna have to uh, step on their throats next week, unfortunately, but. You heard that here first. <laughs> and also, two folks, spread, for those of you wondering, is already at plus seven. I'm on the Jets next week to cover that spread, plus seven. Wow. Um, yeah, man, uh, I would recommend it, but, you know, not a lot of people are going to trust the Jets right now. I don't blame them. Oh, no, I know. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the same. But and speaking of which, though, I know they don't trust them, but today, 21-14 to 14 victory over the Houston Texans. I know it wasn't ugly, but you know what? A win's a win. And I know there was one bright spot for your team today, because obviously I was watching the Patriots-Titans games we'll get into in a minute. But I have to say this, man, John Franklin Myers played a really good game today. 
Yeah, man, you saw that. Um, his family was in attendance. He's a you know he's a Texas boy, so he definitely showed out for everyone today. That interception was awesome. I think he had two sacks, couple tackles for losses. You know, the D line was was they were after Tyrod today, man. I know it was uh it was a little clumsy early. They went up uh 14-3 early, and I was just like, Oh, here we go again. You know, Sal's defense is just failing week after week after week. But uh, you know, after that second touchdown, they they really cleaned it up and you know, they played a great second half. They didn't give up no points in the second half. Um, so, you know, credit, credit there. I know it's the Texans and, you know, you can't really put too much stock into that, but we're a bad team too, you know, so we're going to take anything we can get any, uh, any bit of positivity and, um, yeah, for the offense, man, I mean, you could tell Zach was really rusty, you know, the first half and he was just missing throws left and right, man, easy completions, which kind of has been, you know, the story with him so far, but, um, I honestly didn't, I didn't think he had confidence in the knee um too much because you know he was he was just like scared to get hit type shit but the second half he came out made a couple big throws you know he did what what he needed to do the run game was there the run game uh you know they were getting consistent first downs and uh found a way to win man you know what that that's all that matters at the end of the day they found a way to win i know because obviously i just say good teams find bad ways to win even to like like you said today it wasn't an ugly game but you know what you got the victory and obviously look Having that um, the three in front of your record now instead of a two, obviously I know it's not saying much, but it's just looking at a step forward and also too, considering your schedule is not exactly that tough going down the stretch because you now have the Eagles, the Saints, and then I believe I want to say the <clears throat> Dolphins in your next three. So there's games where, look, you guys could be facing maybe five wins somewhere going into Christmas. So most of the fan base hated the win today because everyone's so um, torn on either Kayvon or uh... – uh Hutchinson so everyone hated the win but for me this year I just want to see I'd rather have Zach win games and look really good than you know just have him look bad and lose these games so I'm on the I'm on the win train you know right now you know if if it's week if it's week 17 week 18 you know what I'm saying and you just need a loss to get like the second overall pick rather than the fourth or the fifth you know and you're playing like the Bills you know whatever lose the game but it's it's what, what what is it week 11 week 12 right now we're in week 12 next week's yeah. week 13 it's week 12 man you know like like let's root for the let's root for the quarterback to do good let's you know the 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 pieces that matter on these on the team you know elijah moore michael carter's hurt but him and just you know quentin williams john franklin myers the guys who matter on the team you know i want to see them perform well to you know go into next year with some momentum so i don't want to just see the team just get blown out every week and stuff like that nah Nah, dude, one hundred percent. I completely, I completely understand. That's, that's the New York toxic fan base. So that's and that's who I was last year. Last year was a different story. You know, we needed the quarterback. I was so sold on Trevor. I really wanted Trevor, which Trevor has really hasn't looked good at all. Um, no one really has except for Mac, which uh, pains me to say that. But you know, you can't. Nothing's guaranteed with the NFL draft. Milan ear to ear over here with that, but um, no. Because I would, I would understand it, look, if you guys had one first-round pick, but you're going to have two in the top ten. I so, so I feel like, like I like, look, you guys are, what, three and seven? You guys are three and eight right three now. Eight. You're three and eight. Seattle very well could be three and eight after tomorrow night. So you could have what could be rare in two top five picks even because of how bad Seattle's look. But I expect them to get the dub tomorrow night. So we'll see how it all plays out. 
But yeah, if, if Seattle loses that game tomorrow, man, that 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 team is folding like oh. a lawn chair. It's gonna get ugly in Seattle. I've been saying this for a while for them, but I feel like they're just re- trying to recreate their one now dream season from 2013, where you know Legion of Boom, Russ was cooking all that stuff, but they're just not getting it. The defense isn't the same anymore. Uh, I think Russ is gone after this year. I think Pete Carroll too will uh, have like a. It's not gonna be like firing but you know like mutually agreed to step ways and also i thought there's a chance he'd go back take the usc job but that's not the yeah. case anymore man pete pete should just go on and enjoy the rest of his life i mean i don't know personally the guy and how much he really loves football maybe it really is something that gets him makes him get out of bed in the morning and he just loves it but you know that team is that team is it's going to take a while to rebuild and you know i don't know if pete's the guy for that anymore no exactly i feel like it's just one of those like changing of the guard end of an era kind of moves where like when uh for example when jimmy john oh actually i'm not gonna use that example because that was a bad example to give because i was about to say when jimmy johnson got fired but there's many examples of it like when you know that it's an end of an era kind of like similar to what's going on in pittsburgh right now where ben roethlisberger should have retired after 2020 and even too when drew Brees should have retired after the end of the 2019 season but you're still holding on to hope but then now that hope's basically gone and you're just, you know, you know, the teams clear, these teams aren't winning championships, you know. So the, what, is, what is the point of not just, you know, hitting the reset button earlier rather than later and getting a jump start, you know. Unless you're fucking New England, which, which sucks, you know, that these guys can, you know, go one year and rebuild and now they're in first place all of a sudden. You know? um, okay. okay, so let's go, let's go there. Because obviously New England got the big 36 to 13 win today over the... Uh... Tennessee Titans, a very depleted Tennessee Titans, which I'll admit first here, folks, I went in with cautious optimism into that game because every time I go into a game thinking, like saying out loud that we're going to win, we're going to cover, I'm going to pop my chest out. If you don't, folks don't remember, I need so much crow when I was so confident the Saints were going to kill the Giants week four and the Giants won in fucking overtime. Um, look, when it was two, when we were two and four or even one and two after the Saints game or after the Cowboys game, I'm like, all right. Let's see what happens. But then we just caught lightning in a bottle. Obviously, there was the Jets game, but then the Chargers game. And then we looked great against the Panthers. And then we killed the Browns. And then the Falcons, we just absolutely destroyed them, me not realizing how dog shit they truly were. And then today, we took advantage of a depleted Titans team. So we're at the point right now where whatever happens, happens. Like, I, we'll be in the playoffs for sure. It's just how far we can truly go. Yeah, man. I mean, I had more faith in your team than you today, you can admit. You know, I told Griff, I'm like, listen, Patriots minus seven today. That's that's probably the best bet on the card. And um, but I understand your superstition. You know, that's cool and all. But uh, yeah, man, it's just they're just they're just they're dominant right now. They're that defense is playing lights the fuck out. You know, Mac is uh, Mac's doing what he has to do. The run games there. It's just a classic build team, bro. And that guy's just further cementing his legacy as uh, the greatest coach of all time. You know, I don't, I don't see how he doesn't win Coach of the Year. I don't know who else I would give it to as far as right now. Honestly, I agree with you. There's no one else because a lot of the times it's a lot of, you know, a first-year coach who comes in has a great impact. The one I had my money on was Brandon Staley, but he honestly hasn't been playing that well since. Like, they, like not he hasn't been playing well, but the Chargers have really fallen off a bit. Yeah, that team should be a lot better than they are. Um, they, they lost last week too, right? Or no? Did they beat the Steelers? They lost to the Steelers, no? No, they beat the Steelers. Remember Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Williams said that, like, walk-off touchdown? Like, That's right. Okay, okay, okay. But they, had the, they gave up the comeback. But, yeah, man, you know, 
the Chargers, they they were looking really, really good to start the year, and they're they're folding, bro. You know, I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to have a lot of doubts about the Chargers, but that yeah. whole division. I mean, if you want to jump into that, that whole division's like literally a game within each other. What is it? Uh, the Chiefs are on top by one game. Chiefs are on top by one game right now, and then they got the Broncos, obviously. As we look at our TVs right now, Carrie Underwood singing the song uh, next Sunday night. Well. You know how originally, how next Sunday night, you're like the, we talked about this off here, Danny said the Broncos don't excite him. It was supposed to be 49ers Seahawks next Sunday, so I'm thankful that they flexed that game out. Oh, they had to. Absolutely had to. Yeah. The only other game. Off for? Pardon me? What did they flex it off for? Uh, Broncos Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd rather see that, but, you know, that game isn't really exciting either. I was looking at the slate for next Sunday. Like, you don't have a lot of exciting. Like, I'm just going to write it down quick. Like, Cardinals, Bears, Eagles, Jets, Colts, Texans, Chargers, Bengals, Bucks, Falcons, Giants, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions, Jags, Rams, which should be a blowout. Um, football team Raiders. The only one I could see it being is Ravens, Steelers, because obviously that's just a big rivalry. I've had, had enough of those games on primetime. But exactly. <laughs> Like, I'm tired of seeing those games on primetime, like like Giants like Giants and Cowboys on primetime, or even two. In two weeks, we have to subdue ourselves to watching the Bears and the Packers. I get it's a nostalgic thing, but stop putting the Bears in primetime. Oh, my God. Especially if Fields isn't back, too. Like, I do not care to watch a second of Andy Dalton playing football ever again in my whole life, you know? I mean, on, I had my heartbreaker Thursday, but I had the under in that game. They can only flex two games a season, right? No, so what the rule was 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 before week eleven, like up to week eleven, they could they were only allowed to flex two games. Now I think they're allowed to do unlimited flexing. Okay, yeah. Well, looks like we might need that. Yeah, because week twelve, you have it. Like I know it's at four twenty five, but you have the box and the bills. How in the hell is that not the Sunday nighter in two weeks? I think I think they they uh, they prioritize the game of the week. Um, not not as much as Sunday night, but like th- those games matter. You know, they 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 handpick those games. You know, uh, before the season of I don't know how how it works, but I'm sure like CBS gets or uh, what is that on? Um, That'll be Fox. CBS. Yeah, I'm sure you know CBS gets one and Fox and NBC. You know, they probably alternate like what they get to pick. Or they probably paid a lot of money for that game. Like even for example, today's game with. Uh, uh, what's it called with Rams Packers Rams Packers could have easily been like even Patriots Titans I feel like would have been a better Sunday night substitute instead of what we're watching right now but you know what I feel like the networks probably paid a lot of money for certain games like even last week's Chiefs versus Cowboys game yeah but I you know I, I don't mind the Ravens they're always fun to watch usually you know I, that's a good team I'm interested in I mean it also is going to depend on if Lamar is going to shit himself at some point <laughs> quite possible Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Um, but besides that, like, I'm looking at the rest of the spread. Like, there wasn't, like, a whole lot of craziness today. Like, I'd have to say the best game of the day probably was, excuse me, uh, Bucks versus Colts, 38-31. Nice little shootout in Indy. Yeah, and bo- both of us were on uh, plus three on the Colts. You know, I was even flaring with the money line a little bit, but I didn't do that. But, uh, you know, the Colts, they, they, they were covering for a while, you know, and then they just – let their foot off the – I didn't watch the game, but I just saw the score, you know, change, and then the Bucks just, like, ran away with it. But, as, soon as, uh, as soon as I saw it with Tom – sorry to cut you off, but as soon as I saw, it, like, when I put on red zone and I see Tom with the ball plus in two minutes left, like, in their own – in Indy's zone, I'm like, y'all, Indy's, Indy's losing this game. Hoping for that field goal for the push, man. But, uh, Fuck. 
Yeah, no, fucking, um, nah, the Bucks held uh, Jonathan Taylor in check for the most part. You know, Bruce Arians on the podium after the game. He's like, no one's running on us. So, you know, that's a really good win for the Bucks. honestly. The Colts were heating up. You know, I, 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 still, I still believe in the Colts. I think they're a really good team. Just had a slow start. And, uh, you know, Taylor, Taylor's – I know it goes to uh, – the MVP goes to a quarterback, but if there was a person, Jonathan Taylor's the guy this year. You know, that that's non-quarterbacks for MVP. Exactly. Big Ryan and I actually had this conversation on Monday because we always we were saying this, how a lot of the times with uh, MVP, they just go to use the quarterback who is on the best team as a safe bet. Like, I feel like if the Cardinals end up with the one seed, there's a very good chance that, you know, they give it to Kyler just because he's – Number one, number one seed quarterback, best record in the NFL right now. I believe there's, yeah, they're at nine and two right now. I don't know. We'll, but we'll see. We'll see. Missed like three games, right? That's the thing, though. He's missed three games, so it's yeah. really like I feel like this year. Look, if you this is if there's a year to be different in what I still call this is like the weirdest year of NFL football we've had in a very long time. I think this is the year to give it to a position player. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's called the Most Valuable Player Award, and the Cardinals are still winning games without Kyler on their team. So um, I don't know how you would be able to give it to him. Can I say something? I feel like if it if Seattle, if Seattle had beaten them last week, which I was on Seattle money line for some reason because I thought Colt McCoy was going to be shit after what he did with Carolina, but the fact that he won and they've gone 2-1 and one without him, that mm-hmm. I think speaks volumes. Yeah, exactly. That means your team is well-built, you know, they can sustain – a couple games without, but, you know, obviously you want your fucking elite a franchise guy in there for, you know, the playoffs. You know, Colt McCoy is probably not winning playoff games, but. Exactly. Uh, yeah, man, no, as far as it being most valuable player, if you think about it, I mean, who's really in the running right now? What's, uh, do you have the uh, the odds, like the top three guys? Give me a second, as we do, as get, uh, if you give me. Okay, I have to, I have to do some quick uh, googling. Everyone, spot there, my bad. But um, you know what? That's oh, I got. I'm, I'll have it up in a sec. I have it up in a sec. All right. So right now, uh, okay, this is I have to, all kinds of weird. Right now, it's Tom Brady at plus three hundred. Yeah, Brady. Brady, I can see. Uh, I can see Brady. Um, Rogers is balling. Rogers is absolutely balling. I can see Rogers. Uh, uh, I think Josh Allen's falling off for sure. He's, he's at plus six hundred still. Yeah, I I don't see how Josh Allen is going to get that. Um, I he's having a not a bad year, but you know a disappointing year. I would say for sure. Um, and, the other uh, one too is Stafford at plus a thousand. But honestly, after oh, these three games, and that was your pick no. before the season. I killed you for that too. That pick before the season. I was like, what the hell are you smoking? I just thought of it. I'm like, you know what? He's gonna. I think I kind of bought into like the hot. Like I was drinking that Kool Aid. You know, where it was like, yeah, you know, they're gonna go in there. They're gonna like Josh Allen. Uh, not Josh Allen. Excuse me. Um, Matt Matt Howard's gonna ball. Like they were looking fine, and then they had the Cardinal game. I'm like, all right, but then the Titans came in and just ran all over them. And then they had that stinker up in San. Yeah, they, yeah, they lost in a row. They had that stinker on Sunday Night Football. They had the stink. They looked like shit against the Niners on Monday Night Football, which. I'm saying this right now. That is a team to watch for in the NFC. Niners. Yeah, I'm like if they're when they're healthy and clicking, they're like I know I've been on like the Kyle Shanahan fire train, but like when they're healthy, they they're looking really good. Jimmy G is trying to keep that job. I feel man, and that, that's good for the Niners too because he'll have some trade value if they uh, if they end up making some noise. You know what I'm saying? Because they're moving on after the season, no doubt in my mind. You know. 
So no, good, the, good for them uh, as a franchise to, uh, to you know, get some draft picks back after that trade. I also tweeted this out today, but I feel like, is there not a more underappreciated player in the league than uh, Debo Samuel when it comes to receivers? Oh, it's just killing it, man. Wow. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with that for sure. Unfortunately, yeah. he's not on any of my fantasy teams, so, you know, I've gotten beat by him a couple times in uh, a couple leagues. But, yeah, no, definitely will not fade that guy next year. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not fading him next year. And then – because that's the thing with fantasy next year. It's like if I had to ask you right now, who goes number one overall? Like, Jonathan is it still McCaffrey? Yeah. 100%. McCaffrey's hurt again, bro. He's, he's starting to become an injury-prone player. I'm not touching him in the first uh, with the first pick. Yeah, Marshall Yanda got skinny. They were showing, I guess, Marshall Yanda came out. Like, they did, like, he came out with some shield, like, hype up the crowd and everything. And uh, he lost his old lineman weight. Good for him. All right. We we in there, man. I got big money on Baltimore minus three. All right. Cleveland's going to start with the ball here. And I have to have muted my favorite. I just, I don't know why, but I always love the, uh, like, when they do the schools and they introduce themselves. With the, with the shit PFF grades? No, the one where it's like, you know, right now you're going to hear like Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma. Yeah, you don't see at the bottom Pf, PFF rank, you know, they have the oh, PFF shit. rank. Oh, shit, yeah, they do do that. What I, is that? Well, I don't know if you know. Oh, there it is right there. 25 out of 32, 10 out of 59. Um, do you want to know why they do that probably? Because uh, Collinsworth is, is partnered with them. Collinsworth is one of the founders of PFF. Yeah, founders. Like he's one of the big bosses at PFF. Mm-hmm. Well, his system, his gradient system, fucking sucks. And people need to stop using that as the Bible. I don't use it as the Bible, but there's a podcast on there that I listen to that I really like. That's all. No, oh, I know you get you do have PFF guys on here. You know, no, no harm, no foul. It's just the people who reference that as you know the end all be all. But it's oh, yeah, more yeah. towards those people. It's, it's a great tool for sure. Definitely a great tool. It's yeah. a great. Like I'll admit, but, I love. Like I love it. I'm, cool. I do not the swear people, by it though. The, the people who use PFF to just you know like. Oh, I'm I'm right and you're wrong because his PFF grade is this. Like, no, get out of here, bro. No, I'm the same way. Like I said, I've had PFF. I've had Austin Gale. Shout out Austin Gale from the Tailgate Podcast. Formerly two for one drafts on here, and then like I, I liked him for that, and then also too I listened to the podcast, and also I use it. I know I'm saying and also a lot, but I like their mock draft tool that they have. Oh yeah, the simulator. Yeah, that's really cool too. You know, because yeah. I'm a Jet fan, I'm on there. You know, week 15, 16, 17, trying to see what the hell is good, but. Oh, Baltimore came with a blitz there. What a play. Oh, and I am ahead of Griff. Oh, yeah, you are. See, and with the... Six and it. three, two. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I was about to say no. They just got the they the play up the middle, and uh, Patrick Queen got the nice blitz up the middle. Well, yeah, man. Um, definitely uh, not, not too exciting this week, I wouldn't say. I'm just waiting on my boy Griff over here. I'm rooting him on to hit a parlay, man. One of these weeks before the season, that's got to happen. One of these weeks. One of these damn weeks. Um, I was going to – I didn't even think about betting on this game tonight. Uh, tomorrow, I'm not even touching that game with a 10-foot pool. Oh, my God. Seattle and Washington on Monday Night Football. Whoever's on that game needs to – whoever, like, like, I literally have no – I'll still watch it. But I have zero desire to care for it. That's why I'm so much glad, like, we decided to do this podcast. We were going to do this tomorrow night, actually Tuesday night. And then we moved Tuesday night to tonight, which I'm glad. So we get to watch this game, which has actually been pretty – I know it's only the beginning. But, look, Ravens-Browns versus four football team Seahawks. So give me Ravens-Browns. 
Okay, now I see why you said the oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying oh my god, the football no, team no. Seahawks. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it. That's all good. It's all good. Um, also, I got to say, these Cleveland, I like the uniforms, but I don't get the Alabama lettering on the helmet. Or numbering, excuse me. Yeah, that's new, right? I've never seen that. Well, it's a throwback uniform, but I think the 1946 season, like how San Fran's doing those like nice 80s throwbacks. Okay. Yeah. But I can, I, can, I can still see you guys winning this game by three, even if they get a score here. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried. It's just the opening drive, you know. These are scripted plays. Teams practice exactly. opening drive, uh, you know, throughout the week. Yeah. It's when it's when you're in the middle of the game and you got to make plays. What matters? Oh yeah. Oh, but no, man. Like you're right though when you said this Sunday was just like it was whatever. Like this, I feel like it was a Sunday where you can just say you're like you know it happened. Like nothing special happened. Uh, it was a good. It was a good day overall. Like nothing crazy happened. No one like was a huge. Like obviously some dogs won their games like the Giants. The Giants won their game. But um, besides that, like, nothing really crazy happened. I think we just kind of seeing the playoff picture kind of really taking shape. And now we kind of – we can kind of, I feel like, start to separate who's legit from who's not legit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, bro. I feel like it flips back and forth every week or two. You know, all these teams are, like, really, like, middle of the pack. Like, no one's really standing out. You know, there's no clear-cut Super Bowl favorite. I mean, maybe the Bucks are picking up momentum and they're, they're – uh, starting to pull away but as far as like everyone else you know it's just like it's like you don't know and like anyone could really cover a spread um as an underdog these days so you know that's how i'm gonna as far as my betting approaching that's how i'm gonna really take it going forward but um yeah man i mean look at the wild card hunt on on, on both sides that seventh spot is is you know really got a lot of teams playing playing uh you know in the hunt Exactly. Like right now, the Chargers are at seven, but like you got Vegas behind them, you got Cleveland, you got Denver, you got Indy. Let's go. Okay, so you're I'm clearly ahead of you. You're ahead of me. Or oh, no, what? no, no, no. You'll see. Okay, okay. I thought you were clapping because of the Marlon Humphrey thing. Oh, uh, I think I kind of know what happened here. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I look at the standings right here, like for the rest of like the lower tier. Like, the Jags, Texans, and Jets, like, they're, they're in the no-way-in-hell category. Um, holy shit, the fuck, man? I was, like, going straight, and I just decided just to curve to the left. Jesus Christ. Um, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but do you, I want to ask you this. What? Are the Dolphins still in it? Mm, let me see their schedule. They have the Giants next week. They are definitely playing like they were last year. They have the Giants next week. In the bye week, um, and I you guys, I think that should be a win. Um, they they should be able to beat us. They should yeah. be able to beat the Saints. If the Titans yeah. are healthy, Henry might be back, and AJ Brown should be back then. And Julio, um, and Julio, and then they got the Patriots. No, I don't think they're getting in. No, they'll make a nice little run, you know. Which which that's really what they need to do because they don't have a draft pick that's their own. So you know, if they go on a nice little uh, three game winning streak here, which would be. Don't they One, two, three, four, five, six, seven game winning streak, you know? Don't they have the seven Niners? Seven. Don't they have the Niners draft pick? Yeah, they have the Niners draft pick, but I'm saying, like, their their season doesn't matter. Oh, shit, that's right. As they far, could def- as far oh. as, like, you know, their own draft pick. Ah, oh, true, true. Yeah, because Philly's got their pick. Um, uh-huh. I'm looking at the schedule. I can see them finishing seven and ten or eight and nine. 
seven or ten or eight and nine. Uh yeah, that's definitely totally fair, bro. Yeah, I think they'll be on that team where it's like I think where they are right now is like where the Patriots were this time last year. You know, where it's like I think some people might say, hey, they still have a chance, but in reality, we all kind of know. Look, I don't think it's enough. Uh huh. Yeah, because then even too, when I look at the rest of it, like I'm not giving Pittsburgh a fucking chance in hell to make the playoffs after you tied Detroit. No, no. You lose last week to the Chargers and you get killed by the Bengals, which Cincinnati's sitting right now at that first wild card spot, man. Who would like the Cincinnati Bengals? I think have to be the surprise team of the year. Yeah, no, the, the, I mean we were we were hyping the we were gassing them up, you know, uh, when they were in first in the NFC North a couple a uh, couple weeks ago, and then they started, you know, they lost to us, the Jets, and then you know they dropped a couple games, but now they're heating up again, bro. They're definitely heating up again. I think they get in. Let me look at the playoff picture right now. Yeah, so it's obviously uh, so the box ended today. Baltimore would have the bye, and then wow. we have that's Patriots. seven seats up for grabs. I I like everyone in the top six. I think everyone in the top six: Baltimore, New England, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo. They all get in, and that seventh seed, man, between the Chargers, the Raiders, the Browns, the Broncos, the Colts. Yeah, that's anyone, I, that's anyone's that's anyone's seed right there, bro. And and that's why that was so tragic that the uh, Chargers lost today. Exactly, and then if you look at the NFC, I like the Cardinals to make it. I like the cow. The I I only like so far the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks, the Cowboys, and I'm going to say the Rams to make it at the moment. Yeah, the Rams definitely will get in, and then six and seven. You know, they're uh I mean, you got the Falcons, no Saints, no. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't buy into them with Simeon. They suck. Eagles, no. Carolina sucks. Yeah, yeah. The NFC isn't really too exciting, you know. The Niners will definitely get in then. I think the Niners can get in. I feel like the Vikings are that team where, like, you know, they have to not. Unless one of these teams just goes on a fucking heroic run, you know, like you know, Washington wins tomorrow, gets some momentum, five and six, you know, who knows? Because like the Vikings coming up, like they have the Lions, the Steelers, and the Bears, so they can really avenge today's loss easily. But they just they just love dropping bad games, you know. Didn't they lose to Cooper Rush? They lo- like so. Let me tell you their losses so far. So they lost 21, 27 to twenty four to the Bengals, and they lost thirty four to thirty three to the Cards, fourteen to seven to the Browns, twenty to sixteen to Cooper Rush and the Vikings, thirty four to thirty one to the Ravens, and then today twenty uh, thirty four to twenty uh, thirty four to twenty six. So the Vikings are just that team that like. You know that, like, bad luck Brian meme from, like, back in the day? That's the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, the, the only Vikings really good win have is, is that Packers win, you know. I mean, I guess the Chargers win, too, in, in L.A., but, you know, they're not. They're just they're just a middle-of-the-road team, bro, you know. That, that that loss pisses me off because that, that – uh, so let's go into – We're all stories. on the Packers. No, not the Packers loss. I actually had the Vikings to cover that game. Did you? Wow. I, I took the Vikings to cover, not on my like not on my ticket, but on my spread ticket. Last week, I had a horrible week on my spread ticket. But the week before, I was good. I had the – sorry, but I had the Bills to cover against you guys. I oh, took okay. the um, I took the Colts to win against the Jags. And then I took the Eagles to beat the Broncos because I was like, you know what, the Broncos had that big spot against Dallas. And I'm like, the Broncos are due for a letdown here. And then I had the fight. Uh, I had the Chargers to beat the Vikings, which didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Wow! Because that bad man Miles Garrett just threw down Lamar Jackson. Wow! Yeah, um, that's actually another category I want to go into. It's going to be broken up into two parts. So if it pauses for a second, you know why. Um, the next part I wanted to go into with you, Danny, was Defensive Player of the Year. Like, yeah, man. Um, 
you know, I know Miles Garrett's the favorite right now, but you know, you can't ignore what JC Jackson's doing. I think Trayvon Diggs is overrated. You know, he for all his interceptions, he gets burned just as much. Do exactly. I remember the Patriots game, Patriots Vikings. He has the pick six, and then out of nowhere, he just like he basically had the pick six, and then he got burned by Kendrick Bourne on the next play. Yeah. No. So, yeah. I think I think he's highly overrated. Um, so I don't think you can give it to him. I, I know he's in a lot of people's conversations, but I mean, Miles Garrett is. What does he have? He just had another sack. So what is he up to now? What's his total? Uh, I'm not sure, but his odds for um. His odds for defensive player of the year are plus two hundred. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's probably gonna go to him. What's, yeah. what's the what's the top three guys? So he's at plus two hundred, Trayvon Diggs is at plus four hundred, and then TJ Watts at plus seven fifty. TJ Watt, oof. I think he missed a couple games though, no? He did. I think he was it was a Catherine knee problem. Okay. So oh, yeah, it looks like it looks like Miles Garrett. Yeah, and then the one odds I like them, and Matthew Judon at plus eighteen hundred. I'm like, you can't like I know he probably won't win, but I think there's not there's an argument for them, him to be in the top five. Uh he has double digit sacks, right? Yeah. First Patriots is Chandler Jones. Wow. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, if he has a monster stretch right now and you you know, you grab that line, anything could happen. You know, you hate to say it, but if Miles Garrett were to go down or something, you know. Exactly. So far in the year, he has uh, ten and a half sacks. Last year, he only had six. Miles or Judon? Judon. Judon. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. he's getting you know he's getting pressures. He's getting quarterback hits. He's really really good run defender. So didn't yeah, he have the forced fumble today or the recovery? No, that was J.C. Jackson had the forced fumble, and then Jalen Mills had the recovery. And the other one, I don't know who popped it out. The one that like the ball was kicked, and then I think it was Kyle Duggar who recovered it. I think that may have been Kyle Van Noy. But with Miles Garrett, though, it's hard to argue because he's already at 13 sacks on the year and uh, 23 tackles. So with J.C. Jackson next year, is he, is he looking at a franchise tag, you think? No, 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 no. He's getting paid. Like You think so? I think – I don't think he – I can see a world where, like – because this has happened with a lot of Patriot players, especially defenders. Like, you had it happen with Devin McCourty. You had it happen with Dante Hightower. Um, I also think it's part of the reason why Stephon Gilmore got traded, to be honest with you, is because I think Bill is going to – if anyone gets paid this offseason, it is J.C. Jackson, just because what the year he's having, they could try to convince him, but I think it's in his best nature to, look, take the money, take the bag. Excuse if that me. guy hits the open market, he's going to be the new, newest, highest-paid uh, cornerback in the league, for sure. Oh, 100%. I think, he's, I think he's one of the best corners in the league right now. Yeah, no, no doubt. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, we'll see. I would love to have him. You know, I would throw the fucking blank check at him, but uh, I don't see how he shakes free at all. Exactly. No, I don't think Bill lets him go, like I said, especially too with the, the trade with Gilmore. Um, I have a bad scenario for you, and I feel like it still could play out, or the NFL would love for this, what? for a Patriots box Super Bowl. Dude, that thought literally crossed my mind today. I'm not even joking. I said, well, I was just like, watch this shit happen, you know? And, and it would not surprise me. It literally wouldn't. If you want a Super Bowl that would break the hearts of Bill's mafia, it's that one. That that Super Bowl would be the highest rated thing to ever be on television, like in the history of televisions. I would just fucking hate it for the. I would just hate the lead up to it because like every day you'd be hearing the whole, you know, oh, is it Bill? Is it Tom? Who's better? Who contributed more? This is the true test of which is better. When in reality, all it is is look, both are great in their own ways. Let's just respect it because this that would be awesome to see, man. Honestly, 
because this year truly shows that look of how good Bill truly is. The fact that it took one off season and just him spending money to get the Patriots back in order. And the thing is, you know, he spent money and the only guys really contributing are, are Judon and, and Kendrick, right? Like, like, um, what's his name? Hasn't done much. The other receiver, Aguilar hasn't done much. You know, Henry's good for a touchdown here, you know, and then John U. Smith's really kind of been quiet, right? I don't know how Jalen Mills has been. Jalen Mills has been fine. Like, like this is the thing, though, I feel with a lot of these players. If your name's not getting called, you're doing – you know how sometimes when they're like, oh, we haven't heard from this guy that much? For me, that's also an angle. Like, Angler's only had one drop this year. Like, he hasn't had a bad season. I just look at it in the way of, you know – He's doing his job. Like, when he gets called upon, he's making catches. Like, Nelson Aguilar, he hasn't been fantastic, but he's not been horrible. It's not like, oh, I regret signing him, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's a fair way to put it. But, um, no, man, I mean, it's just, like, it's that system. and it, That's what it just proves is, like, anyone can come into that system and just, you know, Bill just makes it work, bro. Exactly. But the Patriots do have More a decent like a chunk of uh, creations next year. He, he brought Judon to another level. Like, Judon was never this kind of pass rusher. I mean, he was a good pass rusher for Baltimore, but, you know, like, this guy's playing his best football of his career. Oh, dude, oh, dude 100%. He's just come out of nowhere. Like, when I saw him, like, Ravens fans were happy to get rid of him, and then in his first game, he sacks Tua that turned into an interception. He got after Brady. But even, too, with him, the amount of, like, holding calls that aren't called against him when he's going after someone is just astonishing, and that goes to show a look of how good he really is. Yeah, no, that guy, that was definitely a, a free agent hit for you guys, for sure. Because that's the thing, too. It's not only the fact that we opened up the checkbooks and assigned <laughs> everyone to all this crazy money, but it's the fact of how well they're hitting. Like, obviously, Kendrick Bourne's been great. Obviously, um, even Hunter Henry, too. Like, I know Hunter Henry had a quiet game today, but he's been quiet. Like, he's been making plays and stuff. And then today, like we were saying earlier, Johnny Smith finally got to show, look, of how, not how good he is his worth, but, like, how, how good he could truly be. Mm-hmm. I mean, next year, I feel like in free agency, your focus is going to be, or even the draft is, you know, that that pass-catching uh, running back, you know, like a nice one. No, we got like, Huh? We got Stevenson. Stevenson's been good as, uh, as a receiver? Yeah, he's been, he's been all right as a receiver. Brandon Bolden's been a little wonky in that role, but Damian Harris is our RB1. Stevenson can come in and kind of be a hybrid, but I feel like James White was the pass-catching running back until he got hurt, but I think he was on a one-year deal. I think... He's going to be on his way out next year. I just don't see a world where we re-sign him. But um, it's all going to be a big wait and see with this offseason. But, look, I don't want to think about that. This Because this right here, this is the best time of the year to be a football fan. Even if your team's not good, if your team's great, just to be a fan of the game, this is the time of year you love. Oh, yeah, man. This is this is crunch time now, man. You know, week 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, this is, this is where it's going to happen. Exactly. And um, uh, a couple of questions for you, then, since we've been talking about it, we've been talking apart from all of our other discussions. If you had to give me now the names of three coaches that aren't Pete Carroll, because obviously uh, we probably figure he's going to be on his way out, who are three coaches you can see getting fired at the end of the season? Three getting fired. Um, shit, on the spot right there. Yeah. Uh, I, could, I could see Fangio if they don't make it. Um, I could definitely, obviously, Nagy's. You know, that's a free layup right there. And I think then, they get um, their asses. Can I say something for a sec? What? I think if the Cardinals kill them next Sunday, he's done. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired of hearing about it, to be honest, bro. Everyone knows it's going to happen. Just, you know, let's let's the players know it. He knows it. You know, the fans know it. So let's just uh, let's make the move ready. And um, I said Fangio. 
you know, maybe not Fangio, but, you know, you told me to give three. And then um, I'm stuck. Who's, who would be your third? My third, so let's see right now. We're looking at the list. Um, like, I love everyone that goes Houston, but I'm like, yo, who's going to go coach there? And no. Uh, if I had to pick a third, I want to say Flores, but I'm not going to just because I feel like I, I, I just no, don't see it. No, it's not going to be Flores. They recovered well. Exactly. They recovered well. Uh, fuck, who's a good coach that could get out? Yeah, I might have to go Joe Judge, honestly. I think that, look, I think I think Gettleman's definitely done. Yeah, I think, man. I mean, well, the reports that came out today is I heard that they're going to bring some New England guys in for uh, for Judge. Yeah, I heard that, too. Front office guys. So, <clears throat> we'll see on that. Yeah, they're going to hire fucking Ernie Adams to be the GM. Um, oh, the only other one I could see, too, but I feel like would be stupid is, I know Steelers fans call for this all the time, but they always go, like, how... If there's not a good year, they want Mike Tomlin gone. Mike Tomlin's that kind of coach that, look, you fire your head coach for to hire. Yeah, no, you don't do that. I don't think so. Um, I could see Ron Rivera. I could definitely see Ron Rivera, possibly. I don't know about that one. Um, I think if they do miss the playoffs, I think you could. Oh, uh, Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer, I think, is the other one. Oh, Zimmer, yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a good third one. Yeah, Mike Zimmer. Mike, I, I, I just think with Zimmer um, – I just don't know. But also to Joe Judge, I feel like if the Giants get off to the same poor start again next year, I think you, you someone's got to give. Because it's like, look, you're in two years. I think the Giants right now are four and seven. Because if the Giants don't win more than six games this year, like, I don't know what, what else to say with them because that's how much they won last year. Like I just, just got to look at their schedule. Because obviously, like I said, they have Miami on the home stretch. But – for some reason, they're keeping all the NFC East teams to play each other, like, all throughout the home stretch. Like, for example, the uh, Giants, they play the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Bears, and the football team. Yeah. With all that, with all those games, like, I think the Dolphins beat them, but the Dolphins and the Chargers, like, they lose their next, they, they, I can see a world where they lose their next three games and they're going into week 16 at 4 and 10. Yeah, man, that's definitely possible. Yeah, because, like, you have Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Eagles, Bears, football team. But to make matters worse, I don't know if you've seen this, but the football team schedule after, like, for absolute, like they have the Seahawks, the Raiders, and then they play Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. Wow. They've literally played one divisional game through 12 weeks of the season. Yeah. Well, I mean, if something's going to happen, you know, yeah. you're, uh, you're going to be familiar with the opponent. Exactly. Uh, but, uh... Oh, let's see what Baker does here on second down. Uh, part of me, th- I don't think this is going to be a crazy game like that. I can see this being a close game, but I can't see this being like a, like a crazy score fest at this point. Uh, yeah, definitely not in the first half. Now, give me, I'm going to be a good guy and I want Danny to win some money. Give me 24 to, give me 24 to 17. Ravens I'll win. Take it, man. I'll take, hey, man, I'll take 24 to 20. Let's go. Do not throw that flag. Come on. No way. There's been some terrible officiating this year, man, I must say. You know what I hate? Like, my, like I know my team's guilty of it, too. Uh, I just don't like it with the, like, like I just don't like it when the pass interference call happens and then the guy looks at the ref and goes, like, yo, what the fuck? And then he throws the flag. Like, no, if, if you're not going to call it, don't yeah. call it. Yeah, late calls. And then they've been doing um, fucking, like, looking at the video screen and then calling. Uh, didn't that happen last week or on Thanksgiving? 
They looked at the video screen and then they called the fa- uh, the penalty after that. Yeah, I'm gonna say this though that Marlon Humphrey thing that was not PI. No, it's just you know it's good physical corner play. Yeah, as Jerome Boger's growing his playoff beard. I hate that guy. Dude, too. Dude, dude. There's there. That's another thing too. I feel like so many of these officials like they try to control the game so much that it just ruins the game. Yeah. And then yeah, they'll, they'll, do, they'll, they'll, they'll give a makeup call the next play, too, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever – obviously, I know you're not too, too big of a hockey guy, but at some point I want you to Google the name Tim Peel because he basically opened up the cookie jar for – I know it's a really weird metaphor to give, but he basically admitted on camera that he had to give a makeup call and he got fired for it. Oh, wasn't that last year? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember seeing that. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just ridiculous in sports, bro. All, all four levels, it's broken. MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, officiating is bad. The only thing with the, the NFL that makes it worse is the fact that these guys, this is not their full job. Yeah. Oh, it's not their full job? Nah. Most of these guys are like, dude, Cleve Blakeman's a lawyer. Oh, shit. Yeah, like Gene Steratore works with his brother. Like They have their own sanitation company just outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't even put any thought into that, honestly. I thought they got paid enough to, like, live for the year pretty well. Uh, they still make, like, $250,000, $300,000 a year, oh, but... They're chilling, then. Yeah, they're chilling. It's just it's, it's a good chilling side hustle to have. Like, they probably make more money refereeing games in the weekend than they do um, with their money to Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty much that. But, um, well, let's see what Baker does here. I'm just... Cause I missed the last I missed the last penalty because like we were just like talking legal stuff. Formation. Uh, you gotta figure it's like a legal formation or motion if it's called right away, as it goes right through Nick Chubb's hands. Um, I also have this, I I just haven't muted. Oh, that sucks for Collinson. Yeah, that's a big loss. That's oh, that's huge. It's huge. Oh man, let's see what happens, but uh. But no, like I said before, this is just the time of year where if you're a football fan, man, you you love it. But at the same time, too, today, like, nothing not, – today was just a Sunday. That's the thing. We haven't had really many exciting Sundays where you have, like, multiple games where it's like, yo, that was crazy, or yo, that was it. This was just another Sunday where it's like, you know what? Football happened. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, what the fuck are you doing, Jarvis? Um, this is just another Sunday where it's like, you know what? Football happened. Like, nothing really exciting happened. Yeah, man, no, I'm fucking, I'm still pissed about the uh, the bet I lost. Um, you know, I we nailed lost. Jets' money line, absolutely nailed Jets' money line. And then I had, uh, I parlayed it with Elijah Moore's reception yards over 53 and a half. The guy gets the 50, he, he got to like 55, you know, he was sitting on 48, got to 55. Totally irrelevant play. And then David Cully throws a fucking challenge flag. The, the catch is clearly inconclusive. There's no way you could, you know, overturn that call on the field. And they do, and then you know I lose the bet because he just never goes over again. So I've been losing bets, you know, in the, in the most sick, twisted ways this week, and it's just ridiculous. Even on Thanksgiving, I don't know if you saw that one. I had um, I parlayed Bills minus six, uh, Stephon Diggs touchdown, and Stephon Diggs over seventy-four and a half yards. The guy finishes with seventy-four yards. I know I saw that one. You were venting to me so bad, like for me, my one is sick thing, bro. That's just so painful, man. Oh my god! Um, Half a yard, bro. Come on. Oh, uh, the war. Well, like this for me on Thanksgiving, it was I had the under in Detroit, Chicago, which I was like, okay, fine. I'm like, that's gonna hit. Then I took Dallas, Vegas over because I'm like, they're probably score points. 
And then the last one I had Saints Bills. It was nine points that I uh, I'm like if only the Saints were more confident, even though I was pissed at the Bills because like fucking Josh Allen was throwing like meaningless interceptions. Where like yeah. the Bills did. I don't know. I, I just never. I never saw the over on that game. I don't know what you saw there, bro. I just know that Saints offense is terrible. But here's the thing, though, because even after Jameis got hurt, they hit it against Atlanta, they hit it against Tennessee, and then they hit it again against Philly. So they hit it three weeks in a row. I actually week um, uh, three weeks ago, week nine, and I actually bet like I actually had bet. I was betting their overs consistently. I didn't bet it against the Eagles, but I took it against the the Falcons and the Titans because with the Falcons game it was only at like 42, and I'm like, okay, it's like they're gonna hit. Like I feel I've had a feeling those games would be like you know 21, 21, or like. 24-21, which was like, I want to say the final was like 25-20. to 20. I, No, it was, I think it was 27-25 to 25 was the final score of that game. But like, you know, it's like, I feel like, hey, it's been hitting and it was working. So I was like, I figured the Saints, they'd still find a way to put up at least 14 to 17 points. I think they put up fucking six points. Yeah, no. I mean, that's, yeah, that's unfortunate. But I mean, I, th- I felt like, I felt like Thursday was an easy day, you know? Like, like the Lions, I, I thought the Lions would cover you know, I thought seven and a half was way too much for the Raiders. Way too much. They just thought, you know, everyone was going to bet the Cowboys that day. So I'm sure the books made a lot. But I was on the Raiders all day long. And then Bills minus six was, that was, I thought that was an easy line too. You were on the Raiders more than Miguel was. So look at you. Whenever oh, Danny's yeah, like, talking about the whole game, man. It's like whenever like, Danny's confident, just go with that play, everyone. No, 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 don't do that. Because I, I have really bad luck right now. Like, I'm reading shit well. It's just bad luck is not in my way. I mean, luck is not in my way, on my side right now. Uh, uh, well, you know what? Like, it is what it is. Um, I was looking at, like, we we're looking ahead for next week. Like, the opening line, too, for one I like, or I don't want to know, I don't. I may not touch it, though, is Cowboys Saints at the Cowboys being a five-point favorite at home. Or a five-point favorite on the road, excuse me. Mm, yeah, I would take that. Well, the Cowboys cover five. I would, I would think the Cowboys cover five. You know what? I think so too. I think it's just one of those things where it's like they're a good team. You figure they're probably going to be very like this. I feel like the Saints. I keep buying into the hope that hey, they'll be good, but then they just find a way to dwindle. It means just bad. I feel you know. Yeah, I don't buy it. Not going to be able to keep up with uh with 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 the Cowboys offense. I have a really crazy superstition, or not superstition, but I have a really weird feeling of something that, that may tr- someone may try to do. What? Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy and try to get Sean Payton to come coach their team. That'd be nuts. I don't think it'll happen because I I still also have a weird feeling that the Saints will find a way to get Russell Wilson on their team next year and probably trade away Michael Thomas in the process. Wow. I'm just saying because I look at all the teams where I'm like where Russ could go, and I'm just like I'm pretty sure last year New Orleans was on his list. Well, the Saints definitely do need to uh, recoup some draft picks. So, I mean, not the Saints, the Seahawks. Yeah, I feel like the Saints would be unless the Saints pick was in the top ten. I'd say give it up. Also, because this year, dude, the quarterback class is not that good this year. This year is going to be a big position year class. I know for a lot of like for the casual fan, it's not really an attractive reason to watch the draft. This year, you're going to have a lot of good offensive linemen, a lot of good defensive linemen receivers you're gonna have other talent too like linebackers uh secondary like this is a year where look and this is a have... year you draft for need not for want this year yeah man no <clears throat> the pass rushers are stacked bro at the top absolutely stacked yeah, and, uh, you know, they, they got the they got the safety um that's really good 
And then, um, you know, there's a really couple of really good receivers coming out. So, yeah, no, there's talent, bro. Yep, and two of them go to the same school. You have Chris Olave, and you have uh, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, yeah. And then you got, uh, you know, Stingley's still there coming out. Uh, Evan Neal's a really good tackle out of Alabama. Linderbaum, the center, I love him. Would love to take him. You also have, uh, who's the guy? Oh, that's another thing I'm going to say about this game, too, right now. Man, Hollywood Brown's really come out this year. Like, I think this, I don't know if this boy's coming back or not, but that's just something I want to point out, man. He's finally having a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I look at this Ravens team, though, and I'm like, do you think they could be the team to go to the Super Bowl for the AFC? It's like, I still don't know. The Ravens? Yeah. I just don't trust their running backs. And that's, like, really what they focus on. Nice. Let's go. So the fuck was like, the play? Because obviously you're ahead of me. Like, I don't know what Boger was doing there. But, uh, yeah, no, the Ravens, I know they were banged up in the position. Um, one thing I'm going to say, too, and I know I'm already going into the Bills. I'm going into the Bills hate week. Man, the Tredavious White loss is going to be bad for them. Oh, yeah, that's a really big loss for them. I'm not, I don't wish, like, oh, nice fake. No way, man. These refs, bro. You got to be kidding me. All right, you're obviously ahead of me, so I'm going to have to wait and see. But I just saw the fourth down play, so that was good shit by the Ravens special teams there. But, yeah. I just think, look, I know I'm not saying this because, like, obviously I'm a Patriots fan. I want the Pats to win. And I'm not saying this is like, oh, it's bad. Like, we do this. But I'm just going to say, if the Patriots do beat the Bills, Notre Davis White's going to be a huge factor. Because now when I look at the Bills secondary, White would be the one guarding catcher form. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, if you guys win that game, yeah, it's time to look at you guys as uh, Super Bowl contenders, unfortunately. <laughs> Right now we're at – I want to see what the future's odds were because a few weeks it was plus 425 to win it all. Wow. Yeah, Vegas is starting to believe too, then. Yeah, they're starting, they, they're starting to believe that we could be the team to go. I got, I got to look up these odds again just to see what they're at. Like, let's see. Uh, oh, futures. There it is. Oh, man. Okay, so the only ones that are listed right now for some yeah. reason is so there's only a few listed right now. But I got I'm gonna go on the spot. I'm gonna say this right now. I got like folks, we're live. I gotta look up the odds. Uh, Super odds. Tampa Bay is the favorite at five fifty. Patriots are plus twelve hundred. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are still going to be the favorite, but, you know, they're, they're, the Patriots are definitely the number one dark horse. The Patriots and the Cardinals, they're – so the Cardinals are plus 850. Their opening day odds were four th- plus 4,000. Wow. So my yeah. bad on the Patriots thing. I got the number wrong. I think it was uh, – Bet99 had it there. I'm on Odd Shark right now, and Odd Shark has – the Patriots started the season at plus 3,000. They're plus 1,200 right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And at plus 500,000, you can bet on the Houston Texans or the Detroit Lions to win it all. <laughs> You're just donating money at that point. <laughs> and people do that, honestly. Yeah, well, I, I, there there have been weird bets. Like, someone had, like, the walk. Like, you know, like you see what them VR betting. What's going on with this game? 
I'm telling you, this game, if you had the under... Oh, Browns. <laughs> Yo, Cleveland is a mess, bro. Yo, I I don't know if you saw this or not, but, like, that, the Cleveland fans are the most bipolar in the league. I know I have my buddy Andy come on here. He's from Toronto, but he's also a huge Browns fan. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think it was the fourth down play you were laughing at, which the Ravens really are doing a good job of controlling the clock here. Did they really get a 12th man on the field call? Again, they had one. They, they took the timeout before this play because they had 12 on the field. You fucking and they idiots. Back out with 12. Oh, man. Cleveland, I don't know what it is with them. Like, two week, like three weeks ago, they were literally like, yo, we're good and everything. We're going to, we're, after they killed Cincinnati and everyone kind of, that was the other game too with Cincinnati. They obviously lost to you guys when they lost to the Browns. But then the Bengals, the Browns went in New England and got their asses kicked and it hasn't been the same since. Yeah, let's, let's take a shot here, man. Come on. Okay, uh, you get the first down, and you basically do that. That's the thing. Like, Yeah, they, I mean, they don't have the running back talent, bro, like I said. No, nah, they do not. Obviously, they were hit hard, but with the injuries and everything, which was right before a lot of fans. I had a fantasy draft literally the day before uh, J.K. Dobbins towards ACL, like the day after I had the draft. Oh, that's a late hit. That's a late oh. fucking hit. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it is. You better fucking throw that damn flag. That's the other thing, too. Refs have been, like, obviously, I'm mean, going to see it. There was one on first down there. But, like, that's the other thing, too. Roughing the passer has been called way too late this year, even with pass interference. Like, either throw the flag at the spot or don't. Yep. Let's see this. Oh, did you see Zach Wilson's face mask get completely ripped off his face uh, today? No, I did not. Oh, my. I got to send you that. Yo, that player right there on McDowell, yeah, that's obviously that's not something like rough in the past with him, but that's fucking hitting out of bounds. That's, that's very like, rough. Yeah, that's not yeah. Stupid, stupid penalty to take. Jesus Christ, Cleveland. Yeah, I'll take it. It was a great penalty. Oh my god, I don't know what the Browns are doing. Yo, yeah, send that you gotta send me that send me that clip of Zach Wilson getting his face match ripped off. Do you know yeah, who the ref was in the game take. today or huh? Who, who do you know who the ref was in your game today or? No, I don't remember, honestly. Uh, we had Alex Kemp. He was he was fine. Like, there was no real, like, outrageous calls or anything. There was just Judon boo-booed a couple of times in the lineup in the neutral zone by accident. But besides that, like, it was, the Patriots have had fine officiating for the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, they kind of always do <laughs> from my side. Oh, yeah, I know I was about to say. Like, no, like I mean, like, nothing egregious. Like, you know how the Cowboys were bitching about Sean Hockley on uh, Thursday? Like, I mean, nothing like that. Nothing to, like, bitch and complain about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking at this right now because even too, I look like I'm gonna pull up the AFC playoff picture again. Because uh, I just gotta bring this up to you. Uh, let's see this AFC playoff picture. So when I look at the playoff picture, Baltimore doesn't really have running back talent. New England has oh, it. Ten- fucking catch that Hollywood. Come on, dude. <laughs> I love you overreacting because then like I get them. I'm like, what the fuck's he gonna say? Uh... Tennessee, we'll see with running backs. Um, Kansas City, like, CHE is okay. Uh, Bengals have it. Bills. Uh, oh, got to catch that, dude. Okay, he's going deep. Bombs away. Yo, the how do you miss that? How? Uh, the placement wasn't the greatest. I saw the replay, but damn, bro. Find a way. My God. How do you miss Come on. That's good blocking on Newsom. That's good protection on Pat, uh, Greg Newsom, though. Oh, you suck, Sammy Watkins. 
Oh, I mean, what else is new? Oh, that's not even... That's fucking demon. Whatever. That should be Phil Boring. Oh, it's good. It's good. Oh, but anyway, uh, Danny, you have anything else to say for today? That's it, man. Let me go sweat this game out. You know what? I'm going to go let you sweat this game out. I feel like there's not much else we can talk about. So anyway, folks, that's going to do it for episode number 133. I'll be back on Thursday night. It may be live. It may not be. You'll just have to wait and find out. But anyway, guys, have a good one. and Enjoy the rest of your weeks. Peace. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.